wrestling for me was something. Well, let's just get started. That's what we're going to talk about. Okay. Cool. Ready? Yeah. Uh, Coach, could you make pull that mic closer to you? So there's a knob right there in your left finger. That you just had it. Uh, right here. That good? Yeah. As long as it doesn't fall on you. Yeah, that's good? good. That's good. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. I'm Adam Minahan, sitting here with David Niles, and we have a very special guest with us this evening. We have Coach John Smith from Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State Wrestling's coach, two-time gold medal winner, a man who has his own move named after himself. You know, a single leg. It's the John Smith single leg. Not just a single leg, not a high crotch, not a low-level single, but a John Smith single leg. And for those of you who are part of the Council of Man, we will be making a video of Adam Minahan demonstrating the John Smith single leg on our buddy Juan Posada. So. Coach, thanks so much for carving out some time for and hanging out with us. Uh, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about discipline uh, t- this evening. We thought that you would be a, a man that that has exemplified discipline, not only in, in, in wrestling and in sports, but also as a coach, as a husband, as a father. Um, as a Catholic. So I thought we could maybe start out with, let's just talk about the, the discipline needed in sports, spe- uh, specifically wrestling. Um, and we can kind of go from there. What do, what do you see as, I've always heard that wrestling, is, wrestling, swimming, and boxing are about the three toughest sports um, because it requires the most mental and physical uh, um, discipline, really, what what are your thoughts there? Have you heard that before? Well, I think in any sport, I mean, you know, it's um, it kind of depends on what you want to do with it, you know. And at what age, you know, what I see now is, you know, young children that are getting in sport, especially wrestling. Wrestling is a great sport for a young person, five years old. I started when I was five years old. I got pinned my very first five matches. <laughs> I wrestled in less than two minutes. Yeah. That's how bad I was. <laughs> um, I probably could say the same for my boys, all three of my boys. And I have five in my family, and and uh, I have three boys and two girls, and all three of my boys wrestle. Uh-huh. You know, um, and they started when they were five. You know, uh-huh. the one thing about wrestling, you learn to fall down. You learn to kind of get roughed up a little bit. You know, uh-huh. a, a form coming across the face, and you learn not to cry. You know, you learn not to. You learn how to fall. You learn how to get pinned. You learn how to pin someone. You know, it's more of a one-on-one type of uh, action that uh, that really the rules create an environment that's very safe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's unlike maybe a uh, you know starting boxing at five years old. You know, you're punching someone in the head. You know, so, right. Uh, the sport of wrestling has been uh, really a a good sport because of the rules. Mm-hmm. You know, has allowed them to be physical and and go you know contact with each other. Uh, but yet under a, a set of rules. So, um, you know, when you think of um, discipline in the sport, um, it's hard. I mean, sports hard. Sure. You know, it, it kind of is not chiming in with the rest of society today a little bit, you know, so our, our numbers have dropped a little bit, you know, so we're really working hard to try to create an environment mm-hmm. to bring those numbers back, especially across the country. Yeah. I think in a world of activism, where you can just go out and protest in order to make a change. Sports is a wake-up call where you can't be... There's no activism mm-hmm. on the mat. You know? you know, there's results. It's like, yeah. I'm yeah. going to win or you're going to win. Yeah, there's results. And right. that's the great thing about sport. And we mm-hmm. need to keep it that way, you know. Um, things have changed, um, you know, a lot in sport. 
And a lot of it is, you know, parents may be too much involved, mm. you know. Um, I shouldn't say may. They are. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, uh, they, they're, they're, they're forgetting what sport does for you. You know, I, I, my, I want my boys to wrestle because I understand the discipline that they're going to get from it. Do I do I want them to be an Olympic champion? Well, it'd be great to see it, you know. But that's not the purpose. Right. right. The purpose is to see them develop some skills and see them develop some habits through sport. That's that is going to benefit their spiritual life. It's going to benefit their own family's life. Um, that's what sport should be, mm-hmm. and we we need to keep that in mind as parents, and and be real careful to not step in and ruin that for a child that's. That's enjoying baseball, enjoying wrestling, enjoying football. Sometimes we get too involved. Yeah, and I think that, especially for kids, like you were mentioning, mentioning a child knowing the feeling of a forearm across the face, knowing what it's like to hit the ground, I think that actually increases their capacity for compassion. When all of a sudden you can put yourself better in somebody else's shoes who might be suffering because... You kind of have some experience with that. I think that that starts to develop you in different ways as well. But just so we can kind of start this off with discipline, what is the day-to-day routine of one of your college wrestlers? Well, I mean, this, just take, you know, each, each one's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, people, people view college sports. They just assume that everyone that's playing football, everybody on a wrestling team is doing the same thing. They're not. Mm-hmm. We got some guys on our wrestling team that are love to be on the team. They're highly motivated to be on the team, and they know that likely they're never going to start. I'll be honest with you; those are some of my favorite guys. Mm-hmm. You know, because what they can come in every day and practice with some of the best wrestlers in the in the nation, and literally get whipped on a daily basis, yeah, beat, yeah. and continue to come back. Those are the guys that you want to hire. In jobs, yeah, yeah, you know, no kidding. Those are the guys that are disciplined from a standpoint of returning each and every every day. But uh, you just get uh, you get a level of guys that are different. Let's take a guy that wants to be a three time national champion, four time All American. He wants to train for the Olympics down the road. Um, you know, the one thing about wrestling that gives you, if you're doing it right, it teaches you how to be disciplined with your weight. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives you lifelong habits the rest of your life with your weight. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you, you, you don't have a choice to learn, uh, proper dieting. If you don't, you're not going to win. You're not going to perform well. You're going to end up being, being, um, an average dresser because your weight is flux, fluctuating up and down. So the one thing in wrestling, it's not just being disciplined in your workouts and your training that, that you're working out. Guys are working out twice a day in the morning, lifting. Then they drill for about an hour. Then they come back in the afternoon and, and they're, they're wrestling for an hour, hour and a half. Uh, they're putting in four and five miles of running, just depending on their their weight control. Um, it's uh, it's more of a routine of habit, mm-hmm. you know, that creates that discipline. But at the same time, you're not numb to it. You know, the one thing that in sport that you got to remember is is if you really want to perform at a high level and you want to reach some of the the goals that maybe you look at as impossible, mm-hmm. you know, um, honestly, you have a feeling every day. You know, um, so many people get in sport and that feeling disappears and we're just doing routine workouts on a daily basis without any purpose. So every day I try to reinforce with the guys on my team that you got to have a purpose today. I don't care that you, you spent eight hours at study hall 
in class and, and you're worn down a little bit, you know, it, the, the, the more tired you are, the, the, the more I want to see out of you. You know, it's easy to do it when we feel good, but let's do it when we don't feel so good. Let's, let's focus in on making each and every day, every, every practice a purpose, mm-hmm. you know? And so I would say the one thing that, that helped me, um, accomplish some of the things that I wanted to accomplish was that I had a good Every day I had a purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I walked in the wrestling room, I thought about being an Olympic gold medal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it helped me raise my level up when when I was tired and, and I was exhausted and I didn't want to be there. Um, mm-hmm. I just thought about, you know, what is my opponents doing when they feel this way? Right. Right. I just love that because we always try to define virtue from a positive aspect. Um, you could say honesty is, oh, I didn't tell any lies. Well, that's... Sure, that's kind of honesty, but really honesty is I told the truth. It's not that I just avoided lies. I was actually truthful in the things I said. I didn't, you know, there's a, uh, it's better, I think, to define it positively. And so when you say, oh, we're coming in here with acting with purpose, it's not like discipline is simply not eating candy bars. It's also coming to practice with that attitude that is going to make the difference. So I really like that. Well, just keep in mind, you know, that is. <clears throat> that's what's hard, right? Mm-hmm. Discipline. There's nothing easy about discipline no. in all of our lives. Right. It's, sometimes it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's easy. You know, it's easy to love my wife and love my children and take my children to mass on a weekly, teach them our faith. It's, that's easy for me, mm-hmm. you know, but there's some things in my life discipline wise that are hard. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. being a wrestling coach, coaching 40 guys, that's hard. Listening to parents that don't know what they're talking about. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, right. and, and, and not conning them, but, but telling them the truth, help them try to understand what's, what's ahead. You know, uh, there's a lot of things that's disciplined that most of the time it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's not easy. Coach, one of the things that my dad always told me whenever I was wrestling is he always wanted me to pick the guy to wrestle with that's better than me. He never wanted me to pick somebody that I, he, I knew I could be. He always wanted me to pick. The, the guy that's, that's above my weight class, the guy that was a little stronger than I was, always trying to push me. Dave and I have been best friends since five years old. We live across the street from each other, and, and really, uh, we've helped each other grow in our faith tremendously. There's an importance there of knowing who you surround yourself with and knowing that this guy is, makes me a better person, makes me a better wrestler. Do you have that same philosophy in the wrestling room when it comes to uh, when they're wrestling together, like you, you need to be pushing yourself with this guy instead of maybe the guy at weight class below. You know, the great thing is, is you know, um, I just take myself, you know, and the things that I had a chance to do, and that's of course being an Olympic gold medalist and a world champion. Um, the great thing about Oklahoma State wrestling is, I'm by far not the first. There was many before me. Right. Yeah. There's a tra- yeah. And legacy, there's a tradition yeah. and there's a legacy and those people I've met when I came to Oklahoma State and and I'm sitting there talking to a man named Frank Lewis who won the Olympics in 1936 and Adolf Hitler awarded him his medal. Wow. You know I am sitting there visiting with an Olympic champion. Um. You know. Uh. So it's no difference when you're around that you feel it becomes very real to you. Mm. You know. So when you say. Uh, you know, the people that you're associating with, it's everything, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we have guys in the room that uh, have great discipline from the standpoint of working out 
that may never start for, for us, may never wrestle for us, but they have such a great discipline of training hard, developing skills, and definitely coming to practice and putting the effort in. Um, those are sometimes the guys that lead the team, right? believe it or not. And even yeah, the guy sure. that won a national championship all the time. You know, so a lot of times, you know, I believe that, that, that you're going to become what you're surrounded by, and you need to keep that in mind at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's that's totally true. Discipline is one of those things that applies to every single fa- facet of your life. You know, a lot of the virtues, honesty, you know, you don't have to practice honesty all the time. Like when it comes to your diet, for instance, honesty doesn't have a lot to do with the food that you put in your mouth. But mm-hmm. discipline has a lot to do with honesty. Discipline has a lot to do with every single thing. And so uh, the the skills that, that your uh, athletes are learning, uh, yeah. I, I can only imagine the stuff. I wish that they would study something like this. And maybe they have uh, just to see what how these things play out throughout the rest of their life, especially spiritually, uh, because it's so easy to get lazy in your faith life. And it starts by a breakdown of discipline I think when you when you say, "Oh, I'm just not. I'm too tired to say my prayers tonight. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to go to bed." When you really need to, get I mean, down on you know, your knees and you, pray. You don't pray because you want to, right? You yeah. pr- you pray because you. It's uh, well, it's similar. You, you know, there's a lot of times you walked into that wrestling room, you didn't want to wrestle, you you didn't want to be there, but you wanted that gold medal. And yeah. uh, our gold medal as as Catholics, or, or you won in the state championship, right? Yeah, you know, it's not always about the Olympic gold medal. It's sure, about uh, or, or yeah, wherever level you're at, and, and it may mm-hmm. be the furthest level you go. Right, Do but you, our, our our goal as Catholics is saints. That's our gold medal. You know, is to become saints. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so there's going to be times where we don't want to pray, we don't want to fast, we don't want to maybe get our kids up early in the morning and go to mass. But our goal is to be a saint, and if that's mm-hmm. the case, then get your butt out of bed and go yeah. go to mass. Well, and, and that's. Your week starts that way, right? I mean, I, I don't look at my week as I started as being a wrestling coach. I, I look at it as starting as being a Catholic one. Yeah. And what's my week going to look like, you know? So it's just some of the things that, that I've really practiced in, over the last several, several years is, you know, wherever I'm at in the nation, whether I'm recruiting or whether I'm at a clinic or whether I'm doing, I try to make it back to mass on Sunday morning and go with my family no matter where I'm at. And sometimes that means I drive back 12 hours on a Saturday night or uh, we wrestle in Iowa, in Iowa, and I decide we're not flying up there because we can't get back for Sunday morning mass. So we'll drive up there and we're going to drive back, you know, um, you know, just making little, little habits of creating some or creating some discipline around you that, that you, you want to make sure that week, you know, and, and, and make sure that week's starting off and, and ending properly. Do you have any uh, any stories that come to mind about just yourself um, when you were competing that something, maybe a good story, like I did not want to do this, but I made myself do it and it made a difference? So back when, when I was after, after my junior year in college and the first opportunity I had to win the Olympics in 1988 – you know, I just I just felt like um, I wasn't quite ready to to step out on the, in the world stage and be the best wrestler in the world, and so I just thought real hard about the things I I I could do to try to create an atmosphere for me that to where I I just felt like I earned it, 
right? In wrestling, you know, once you have the skill, and I, I developed some skill pretty early in my career, you know, it, it becomes a point where you're just trying to strengthen your mind that when you step out on the mat, there's no fear. You wrestled. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you remember stepping on the mat and you're looking across the guy and going, oh, my God, this guy's better than me. This guy looks ripped. Yeah. Uh, he looked, yeah. yeah. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. that fear. So I was just really focusing on it, on it, something I could do where I could conquer that fear, where I stepped on the mat and I just going, you've earned the right to step on the mat with confidence. Hmm. I don't care if it's the defending world champion, if it's the defending Olympic champion. So for six straight years, I woke myself up at two in the morning and ran stadiums. So I'd run stadiums at two o'clock in the morning. And the reason I did that is I just visualized that while my opponents are sleeping, I'm working, you know? So I lived, I lived close to Gallagher Ibrahim arena, uh, during my whole time, uh, when I wrestled and, I would set the alarm for two o'clock, jump up, run over to Gallagher, run 25 sets of stairs, which would take me 25 minutes, go right back, crawl back in bed and go to bed. So I did that about four nights a week wow. all through the year. Um, and I'll be honest with you. It, it was the difference maker for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if, I don't know if, um, I sure don't know if I would have lost an Olympic gold medal if I wasn't doing that, but I know what it did for me mentally. Sure, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I know what I, I'm thinking, you know, you know, people in the world are sleeping, you know, and I know it wasn't two o'clock in the morning in the Soviet Union, but I just visualized that, you know, what was he doing at two o'clock 10 hours ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was that little edge, right? Mm-hmm. So we're always constantly trying to build an edge. I think in our life and our family and everything we do for me, I, I built a little edge that, that, that I just felt like I earned the right to win. And see, I think a lot of people are going to hear you say that and say, you know what? That's a little crazy. It's yeah. a little ridiculous, but, uh, that's what discipline drives you yeah. to. And you, once again, you bring that back to the spiritual life. There's going to be things that you do like in your spiritual life and your day to day routine where the average Catholic might say, you know, you don't have to pray the rosary every day. You don't have to get up at midnight to go to adoration. Right. But yeah. if, if you know, we are all called to be the holiest versions of ourselves. Um, and so we, we, ha- we owe it to, we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to God, most importantly, that um, we do that so that we can more, you know, we, can, we can strengthen ourselves to give ourselves away yeah. more. Yeah. Coach, um, discipline seems to be a, a lacking in, in this day and age. I think that a lot of times it has to do with fathers not pushing their, their children in general or being apathetic or absent. Where do you see the breakdown there? Where do you see, like, you get a lot of kids coming in. Where, where, do, you see the, where do you see the breakdown in discipline in this day? Or let me, let me rephrase it. No, that's a good question. Yeah, okay. So, You're going to the right place. Yeah, where, yeah. So where, what do you I mean, think? I mean, this is this is something that needs to be discussed, you know, and, and of course I'm a coach that's dealing with athletes and I'm dealing with, with, um, um, parents on a daily basis, you know, parents seem today, and I'm, and I'm talking with athletes. They just want to see them happy all the time. Ah, hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, little Johnny, you know, I mean, I've had, I've seen over the last couple of years, I've had good relationships with student athletes you know, and a very solid foundation of 
what we believe as a program, what we believe as a student athlete on the Oklahoma State team. And we 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 take it very serious and we, we hold ourselves accountable. You know, I tell my guys each and every day when you step out and you decide you want to go to Eskimo Joe's, remember, you know, even though we're not in the season, you're representing Oklahoma State wrestler. You're an Oklahoma State wrestler, you know, and, you know, you go and, and fumble up and, you know, do some things that's out of the norm. It may end up costing you a spot on this team. We take it that serious. Now we give a lot of chances, and we don't. There's people that's made mistakes, and we mm-hmm. let them. You know. Yeah, I but, mean, I've never made any mistakes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the problem a little bit is that uh, they all want to see them be happy and not feel any pain. You know, in that process of of developing great habits and, and developing who you want to become and ultimately be, become the, you know, the person you want to become that, that there's a lot of pain and, and there's a lot of hard times that comes with that, you know, and that means, you know, that you were a three-time state champion and you know what, you're not making the OSU team. What's mom and dad going to do? And call you, you know, to, why, why you know they're, they're, <laughs> what I'm seeing, they don't like it. And they want them to leave and go wrestle somewhere where they can rather than staying in a program and trying to find a way to get through it, try to find that purpose, you know, um, of, of making and find that, that, that motivation to make the team. Instead, I just see, Oh, he's not happy there. Let's try somewhere else. You know? Yeah. It's the, uh, participation trophy mentality that, you know, Oh, why can't we all just be winners? And, you know, I was thinking about this just recently that it's not that. We shouldn't do what makes us happy because, you know, we were made for happiness. We were made to rest uh, and have our ultimate joy in heaven. Um, but the problem is, is that we don't know, or often we don't know what will make us happy, is that we deceive ourselves in thinking X will make us happy when the truth is it won't. And, no. it you know, the easy thing is not, is very rarely the thing that will f- fulfill you. You know, it's like sleeping in, maybe it might feel good, but nobody writes books about the guy who slept in. Nobody tells great stories about the guy who did something easy. You know, that... Well, I mean, the Jesus f- is the ultimate, I mean... Right, yeah, there you the go. Cross. The yeah. cross was not easy, but look what look what it did. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and, and you know, saying what you're talking about there is, is it that journey of, you know, of failing sometimes in sport, you know... I think there's a lot of people who tell you a lot of stories about themselves where they had this high ambition to be this athlete. They fell short and, and through that experience of falling short, look what they've become. Right. Hmm. That's what we kind of forget as parents hmm. is that, you know, my son, because he's not accomplishing what he, what, what he thought he was going to do, let him go through the experience. Let him, cause it may be, a way better experience for him than being a two-time national champion, you know, or yeah, being yeah, a two-time, right. you know, and what I've seen with student athletes of myself, those guys that have had the hardest route to be successful are most, my most successful men spiritually, economically, socially at age 33, at age 43. I got some guys that are 43, 45 now. You know, I started coaching when I was 26. So, you know, I was coaching some guys that were five years younger than me, four years younger than me. So um, I've got some guys up there that have their own families now. 
So we just kind of keep that in mind. That failure and falling short. I shouldn't say failure. I should say falling short a lot of times. Sometimes it's maybe the greatest thing that can happen to us. Yeah. Yeah. How do you live your, your Catholic – you know, you're a public figure. You, you're extremely well-known in Oklahoma. How do you live your Catholic life? Like how do you showcase being Catholic or not showcase but live your Catholic life even in the wrestling room? Like is there a way – you know, school and, and teachers and coaches and players now, it's it's this fine line of you can't be pushing too much about what you believe in. How well, do- I can tell you that the wrestling world, and of course, that's my world is wrestling. Right. You know, and, and I've been coaching now for 27 years as head coach, uh, you know. I uh, started when I was five years old. And, and the wrestling world, they all know that I'm a Catholic, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because I'm around right. it, right. you know, and, and I get a chance to – to, to visit with a lot of people. I get a chance to give advice a lot of times. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, just put it this way as, as the question you ask, mm-hmm. I don't think I would be coaching still today. Um, if it wasn't for my faith, um, if it wasn't for maybe the student athlete that you're dealing with today, I just see a role, a role now that that's so important for me outside of winning the big 12 championship to winning the NCAA title. Mm-hmm. There's just so much more now. You know, I think at one time early in my career, that's all it was about, mm-hmm. you know, big trophies and trophy cases. Mm-hmm. Um, I just see a whole nother role um, with my student athletes. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I spend a lot of time with my, my, my Catholic student athletes. Uh, we have a, um, we have a great, you know, program for non-denominational students that want to go to a Bible study, uh, you know, so we create that atmosphere. Definitely. That's the most important thing in my, in, in my coaching career right now is winning important. Yeah. Winning's important. You know, I'm coaching the most successful program in the nation in any sport. Right. They've won more right. national championships than anything that, or than anyone in any sport. Uh, you know, I'm a small part of that. I didn't do that. I'm a small part of it. Um, so is winning important? Sure. You know, uh, it's not everything. Well, it wouldn't be a sport if winning wasn't important. Yeah, important. You know, like, right. Yeah, I just, but you know, you, you, as you grow older, and I think for me, um, I just say, you know, I wouldn't be coaching um, today if it wasn't for celebrating my faith with people, mm. even non Catholics. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be coaching today. Yeah. That's so much more of my coaching today than. I shouldn't say than winning trophies, but it is a role that I want to incorporate into our organization, and we do. Yeah, awesome. Uh, do you have any more questions? I have one last question. Go ahead. You, Go ahead. Are you done? Yeah. Okay, my last question is, uh, are you going to get Coach Gundy in another singlet this year? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Coach Gundy, uh, he, he and I, uh, we grew up about seven miles away from each other. He was in Midwest city and I was in Dell city. And a lot of people don't know that coach Gundy's a state wrestling champion. He is. Yeah. He won state championship. He was a great wrestler in high, um, in high school, junior high. Okay. He stopped in ninth grade. And then when he went to high school, he focused on football. Um, but he was a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he and I, uh, we traveled to Colorado a couple times and wrestled, uh, in Colorado, I mean, he was a he was a very active wrestler when he was younger, and of course, there's a time when you need to choose, and I think he felt that when he got into high school, he was at Midwest City, but um, it's been it's been nice, and I've been you know I'm 
it's nice to watch a friend, you know, have the success he's had. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you look at his career, um, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. 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 He's yeah. great. He's made a difference for OSU football. And his dance moves Forever. are incredible. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Coach, I'm, it was an honor to talk to you. I, I'm really, really grateful for your, your time. I know you're busy. We actually pulled you away from your your practice. So I'm, I'm grateful. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you, guys. Thank you for what you do. Oh, absolutely. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus.